Guess what? <laughs> Guess what episode this is? Episode 10. Isn't that awesome? We have hit episode 10. I didn't even think that this would work past the pilot. That's awesome. We're kicking butt. I want to thank everybody that's been listening to No Disclosure, sharing No Disclosure, um, allowing their fanciness level to be increased by No Disclosure. But, you know, seriously, all the people that... Um, uh, support the show and uh, you know, talk about the show, share the show that come up to me and, you know, uh, tell me how much they enjoy it and how much they like it. Uh, it, it it's awesome. This is, uh, you know, just a dream of mine, something that I've always been wanting to do. Um, it's uh, I, I finally found my say my my say can't even talk. I finally <laughs> found myself. I uh, see. I can't even say it. Oh, my God. I need to wake up. I finally found myself uh, able to do it and, um, you know, found the time to do it, found the resources to do it. And it's um, I'm having I'm having so much fun with it. And I'm really happy that a lot of people enjoy the show. I've gotten nothing but positive feedback so far. And uh, yeah, it's 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 awesome. I, I thank you guys so much for listening. No disclosure. I'm really happy that we got to episode ten. So here's to another ten. Here's to another twenty. Here's to another fifty. Woo! I'm just I'm excited, man. Episode ten, right on. So um, we're gonna get right into it. Okay. We're gonna get into this. We're gonna rock and roll. So <laughs> um, yeah, speaking of rock and roll. Uh, I don't know if every all of you know or not, but not only has uh, Mick Jagger from the Rolling Stones been uh, undergoing heart surgery, which is unfortunate. Um, Ozzy Osbourne is back in the news, uh, fresh off, uh, you know, fresh during a tour with uh, Megadeth, and I, I I don't remember what other bands were uh, included in this thing, but I know they were you know primarily on tour with Megadeth. Um, Ozzy has fallen at home and aggravated an old injury that he sustained. I think it was like 2011. You know the ATV accident thing, where you know where he he got injured there. Apparently, he aggravated the old uh, you know the injury that he had, and uh, you know Ozzy's back in the hospital, not doing too well. Um, we all wish Ozzy the best. We all love Ozzy, and it's 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 you know it it, it really. Um, at least me, and I know a lot of other people are like this too, even people who are not metal fans that may know Ozzy from the Osbournes or the new show that him and Jack have. But other, you know, aside from that, being the godfather of metal along with, you know, Tony Iommi, Geezer Butler, Bill Ward, um, Ozzy's Ozzy. <laughs> you know, everybody loves Ozzy. And, uh, you know, it's really unfortunate when something like this like this happens to him. Um, I, I'd hate to say it, especially as, as, as a fan, but uh, you know, Ozzy, man, you 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 gotta quit pushing yourself so hard, dude. I mean, that's my coffee mixing, by the way. Hear it? That's my self-stirring mug. I didn't spill it all over myself this time. Awesome. <laughs> but uh, anyway, like I'm saying, yeah, these guys are getting older. You know, um, only a fool thinks that you know people, you know, in the 
music industry, people that we look up to, uh, a part of legendary bands like, you know, the Rolling Stones and Black Sabbath, you know, it, it, only a fool would think that these people are going to live forever. Um, but Ozzy, man, I, I, I think he's just pushing himself too hard. I, if you recall, 20-some years ago is when Ozzy, you know, went on his No More Tours. You know, he went on his, his farewell thing. This was 20 years ago, and he's back at it doing again. Uh, a lot of people speculate that Sharon has a lot to do with this, that she's pushing him too far and stuff like that. I doubt very much that uh, Sharon wants Ozzy in and out of the hospital constantly. You know, it's maybe she does, you know, push him as much as she can, you know, whatever, within reason. But um, it, 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 uh, it sucks. You know, I think Ozzy's, he's, it, it, it's, it, as much as I hate to say it, I, I think it might be time for him to, to, to retire. You know, I'd rather see Ozzy happy and retired and maybe doing one or two, you know, special shows a year or, you know, whatever, something like that. I'd rather see him retired and happy than pushing himself too hard and going in the hospital all the time. I mean, yeah, certain infections and aggravating old injuries and, you know, just getting the flu and stuff like that. That's a uh, victim of circumstance kind of stuff. You know, that stuff happens to everybody. But not a guy, <laughs> you know, we're dealing with a guy that's in his late 70s that has taken enough drugs to kill an entire herd of elephants. I mean, that's got to um, have some kind of effect on on your body. And, you know, this high-energy, heavy metal, you know, stuff that he does, that you, you can't sit in a chair and do a heavy metal concert, you know. You probably could. I mean, people would probably still go see Ozzy if he was uh, in a full body cast and having to sing a song from a stretcher. People would, would still go see Ozzy. But um, like I tell everybody, you vote with your wallet. And all the stuff going on in the music industry right now, um, I always tell people that. If you don't like Kiss singing to tracks, and if you don't like Fleetwood Mac having a whole damn band behind the stage playing what they're supposed to be playing, uh, exorbitant ticket prices, stuff like that, I always tell people, you vote with your wallet. Ticket prices are the worst they've ever been. If you want that stuff to change, stop going to the show. Stop buying the tickets. Only you can prevent forest fires. <laughs> right only you can change the state of how concerts are going in the music industry but anyway aside from that ramp um we all wish ozzy the best i wish ozzy the best wish him the speediest of recoveries it just uh it sucks you know i i i um i i i just think the guy's pushing himself too hard he's uh he's getting older you know he can't be like you know running around uh you know every night on on stage anymore i just I, i'm just getting the feeling that you know maybe it's Maybe it's time to retire. You know, Ozzy, uh, there's actually a lot of people um, on Twitter and stuff, even a lot of people that have responded to the the little things that Dave Mustaine has said here and there on Twitter about the, you know, what's going on, um, that uh, even, you know, a lot of people have mentioned that Ozzy, nobody in this industry loves their fans more than Ozzy Osbourne does. And uh, if you just see how he acts on stage, how he talks to everybody, you know, the things that he yells out to the crowd, Ozzy loves us. And as much as it hurts, as much as it is a square pill to swallow, you know, we 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 need to cry out with one voice and tell Ozzy, it's okay, you know. You've made your contributions in the mu- in the music industry way more than most people ever have. You're an absolute legend. We have more than enough to enjoy ourselves with, you know, with the, everything that you've made so far. Um, albums are a completely different thing. You do them on your own time. You do them when you're nice and you're, you're relaxed, especially with somebody like Ozzy. Um, you know, 
who doesn't have to sit there staring at his watch looking at how much the studio engineer is getting paid an hour because he only has 40, 50 bucks in his pocket and you know, it has to hurry. It's not like that with Ozzy. It's very, you know, he can record anytime he wants to and, you know, very relaxed, you know, environment. Um, so albums, you know, that's not a big thing, but, uh, yeah, the, the stage stuff. Anyway, I'm really sad to hear about, uh, Ozzy, you know, not doing good again. Uh, I wish him the, the best, the speediest of recoveries. And, uh, I was just talking to, uh, my guitarist lead singer, um, in my band, Salvaged. Um, if you don't know who Salvaged is, you need to fix that. <laughs> my band is awesome. I've always believed that if you if you're in a band, if you play in a band, write the kind of songs that you yourself would enjoy listening to. That way, it stays awesome. It stays pure. Uh, without getting into too much uh, philosophical discussion, music theory discussion, stuff like that, you always need to push yourself as an artist. Um, don't keep pushing out Dr. Feelgoods and Empires and, uh, you know, Theater of Pains and uh, Frontiers and Escapes and, you know, stuff like that. Don't quit, you know, you don't need to keep pumping that kind of stuff out because trends change. You need to do what makes sense to you as an artist and always push yourself forward um, in your musical ability. Always challenge yourself. And I'm really happy that my band has always been able to do that. But I was just telling my uh, guitarist last night, Matt Vandyne, Lead singer, guitarist, primary songwriter. Um, that these guys are getting older. You know, Mick Jagger, Ozzy Osbourne, um, the greats, you know, the legends. Guys like, uh, you know, Steven Tyler, Aerosmith is still out doing their thing. Um, I, I, I just, Journey's still out doing their thing. There's so many legends out there. Steve Perry, your new album rocks, by the way. I freaking love Traces. It's really good to have you back, Mr. Perry. It really is. That was the most exciting thing ever, Steve Perry coming back. But, you know, these guys are getting, they're getting older. Then they're not going to live forever. And I was talking to Matt about this last night that, you know, we need to, um, with all this crap going around right now, the pop mentality, everything in the media and everything on television, everything on the radio, everything being a, a pop hip hop fest and people saying, oh, rock is dead. It's not innovating. Uh, shirtless tools like Adam Levine, you know, guys who couldn't rock themselves out of a paper bag are saying things like, no one invited me to the party and all the innovation is in pop and hip-hop, blah, blah, blah. As stupid as that is, as stupid as, you know, people, like I said, who can't rock themselves out of, out of a paper bag, as stupid as that, that comments like that are, they do have a small kernel of validity to them. Um... Metal guys, rock and roll guys, true rock and roll guys, true metal bands. We need to, uh, we don't need to drastically change anything. We just need to push ourselves. We need to innovate. We need to do things that are, that make sense to us, not what heavy metal is doing right now. You don't need to write music that sounds like Avenged Sevenfold because Avenged Sevenfold is popular, right? You don't need to have <clears throat> a screaming singer behind a clean singer because all these other bands are doing it. If you dig that kind of stuff, go for it. But we need to stop doing things just because it's either uh, popular or it's worked in the past with other bands. We need to make music that makes sense to us because after these guys are gone, we need to keep them alive. And these people were innovators. Judas Priest <laughs> didn't care what other bands were doing. In fact, <clears throat> Judas Priest is primarily responsible for saving metal. And, uh, you know, this uh, punk was on the way 
in in England. Metal was on the way out. Metal was practically on its deathbed. Radio stations changed their thinking overnight. Music executives changed their thinking overnight. Talent agents changed their thinking overnight. And metal sort of became a dirty word when punk appeared, you know, in England. And it was a really uphill battle. So the guys in Judas Priest, I mean, they go back to the studio that Black Sabbath recorded their first album in. Judas Priest, all of them being from Birmingham, England as well. And, uh, you know, brought metal back from its deathbed. It's been around ever since. God bless Judas Priest. But, uh, you know, these were these were guys that didn't care about every, what everybody else was doing. Iron Maiden. They always did their own thing. And they always did what made sense to them. I think back in the 90s, they kind of lost their way for a while. You know, did what was popular. A lot of that had to do with Bruce Dickinson leaving. But, um, you know, thankfully Iron Maiden found what works for them and what makes sense to them. We as... Rock and roll guys, metal guys, uh, those of us in bands, we we've we've got to keep that uh, part of it alive. The not caring what's going on outside here, outside there, what other bands are doing. They got their own thing. Awesome. Let's go do what what, what makes sense to to us. Um, that can't fail because the the day that fails, the day we stop doing that, is the day that you know we can finally put the uh, R.I.P. on the metal stone. Um, so yeah. <laughs> ah, coffee. Woo! Uh, really good coffee today. Uh, Bella made it. My ten-year-old made me some coffee, and she's awesome at it. I'm getting much better at the at at the coffee making. <laughs> so speaking of salvaged, my my band. Um, I've been the drummer for salvaged. Um, I, I'm a founding member of that band. Uh, Salvage has been around since you know the early early two thousands. Still going strong. Uh, this episode of No Disclosure is sponsored by the band Salvage. Actually, today, can I sponsor my own stuff? Yeah, <laughs> you bet I can. Because you know, there's another guy that I gotta run all this stuff through anyway. Matt Van Dyne, our guitarist, our lead singer. Um, <laughs> so you know, it's okay to do a little shameless plug here, right? Um, man, we've been around since the early 2000s. We got three albums out with a fourth in production right now. Me, myself, um, I've been involved in, you know, all the studio, all the salvaged albums in some capacity, but I actually haven't played the drums on a salvaged album since, uh, 2002, 2003, since the first record has been like 16 years since I played on a salvaged album. We're, uh, re-recording. Remixing, remastering our first three albums, and it's going awesome. I just did a drum track today, actually. And, uh, you know, uh, the fourth album is on its way. Um, yeah, we're kicking butt. Uh, we took a break for a really long time, and uh, we're just now, you know, getting back out there, revitalizing uh, our our career and revitalizing us as a as a band. It's uh, It's been a lot of fun. It's been a lot of fun. Uh, you know, dusting off of the old gear, <laughs> getting some custom, you know, some uh, Matt Van Dyne is building custom guitars and custom amps for him and uh, and the band. And he's so freaking good at it. <laughs> he didn't realize he was at the time, but he's so freaking good at it that he's, you know, thinking about making guitars and amps for other people, other bands, which is awesome. Um, I built my own acoustic electronic uh, you know, hybrid drum set uh we all have we have the most amazing gear in this band it's uh it's really cool coming back and i know it's it's not all about the gear but um you know 
what was it, nine, ten years that we'd taken a break? That, you know, that Salvage hasn't, hadn't really done anything. And uh, me, I took myself back to school. I started actually studying the drums again. I made a few solo albums, um, you know, on, on my own. And uh, Matt, he uh, did things that he wanted to do, personal aspirations and dreams of his that, um, you know, the music ate, would have eaten a lot of time out of and things that he just wanted to pursue. But, you know, he uh, just got back to the point where, you know, I did that, um, you know, we, we miss the band, man. <laughs> you know, we we, we miss it. Um, God, our band's been together for a really long time and we're, we're still rocking. Um, you know, me and Matt, still original members. We were the primary songwriters of the band. We're back together and it's been going really well. Um, so, yeah. This episode of Notice Glossers is actually sponsored by Salvage. <laughs> so uh, we got the um, remix for the remix of re-record. That's kind of a weird thing, actually. We uh, we're not only remixing the album, but we're you know this was 16 years ago. Like none of us really knew what the hell we were doing, and <laughs> you know, we were just young kids. All the songs were so innocently written, you know, and. Um, we're going back, redoing a bunch of stuff, and it's been a blast. I have a studio here at home that I can I dedicated just for, um, you know, uh, session recording on drums. Obviously, I have you know good microphone equipment. I could do background vocals here and stuff, but um, it's just something I want to explore in the new records. But uh, our first album on the brink of existence, uh, we're currently doing um, new bass tracks and new drum drum tracks for. Our second album, which I did not play drums on, um, I wrote a song <laughs> on uh, the second album. Uh, third album, uh, well, the second album is called I Am Phoenix. Uh, actually, really, really great record. The drummer, Ben, uh, I thought he did a fantastic job on that album. Uh, much different kind of drummer. Um, yeah, it just it seemed to work. You had a drummer that wasn't really like metal drummer, more of like a... And then this isn't dissing him at all, but he because he was really good at this kind of stuff, more of like a Matchbox Twenty Third Eye Blind kind of drummer in like a metal band, you know. Um, I thought the second album had a great sound to it. Third album, A Madman's Jury, uh, which I actually uh, co-produced, and the drummer there, Phil, is just amazing. Bassist was amazing. Matt, amazing as always. The songwriting—it's a conceptual album. Um, if you really want to break into Salvaged. A Madman's Jury is my recommendation. Um, it's a concept record. It's a story album, and it's it's freaking epic, dude. We also have a novelized version of A Madman's Jury out with um, a Madman's Jury novel uh, that I wrote, and Matt was at the helm of that. You know, making sure that the story was was you know he he worked a lot with me on that. Uh, album four coming out really soon. So yeah, I just wanted to give you guys an update there. Um, I'm going to share the salvaged page on here too. Go ahead and follow us, man. We always got cool stuff going on on Facebook. I do my little polls and, you know, we do the episode and air episodes of No Disclosure and all that stuff. So back to what we actually do on No Disclosure. <laughs> I just say it's this isn't a shameless plug for the band, you know, but it is. It's me, man. It's a part. It's a part of my life. Uh, like I said earlier, never. Uh, never join a band, never start a band, never work with a band, never write anything unless it's something that you yourself would be a fan of. I'm a huge fan of Salvaged. I love heavy metal. If you guys have not 
you know, uh, been able to realize that listening to the, every episode of No Disclosure so far. <laughs> and um, yeah, Salvage has a lot of purity to it. If you, uh, you know, very much uh, uh, newer to post Jeff Tate Queensryche sound, um, very Iron Maideny, little sprinkling of kind of Megadeth sound in there with a singer that sounds like a, a really pissed off Bruce Dickinson. <laughs> uh, very Jack Panzerish. Give us a listen. Salvaged. Uh, you you you, um, you won't be disappointed. Our our band is freaking awesome. Really old school kind of heavy metal. But um, and I'll give you guys updates. You know, as no disclosure comes on. At right now, we're just uh, doing a lot of recording, getting the first three albums up to par, so we can release. You know, the the fourth one, having a lot of fun. So let's check the news today. Skibbity bop bow. Fighter jet mistakenly ejects a passenger. What? <laughs> this is from Newser. If you guys haven't uh, realized yet, Cassie's not here. Yeah, I know you guys love that banter between me and Cassie, but what's so what's still really cool is that Cassie does listen to every episode of No Disclosure. And if I say something on tour, she comes home and beats me up. Somebody call the cops. I'm so abused. <laughs> she does hurt me. I wish you guys could see this big, uh, these big shiners I have on both my eyes. I am, I am, I am, I'm, a, I'm so abused and unwanted and unloved. She uses me as a, as as a punching bag. No, actually, yesterday, <laughs> yesterday, man, I, I, I was taking a nap on the couch because I work nights and when on my days off, I don't want the whole day to get away from me, you know. So I kind of force myself to stay up. Because on my day off, I don't want to get up at at 4 p.m. That sucks, you know? It's my day off. And um, I passed out on the couch. And, you know, we had planned. We have to get groceries. You know, this was yesterday. So we have to get groceries, you know? We're completely out of food. So she wakes me up. Are we going to go get groceries? Says it nice and sweet, you know, and everything. And I just woke up in attack mode, man. The claws were out. I was just like, Rargh! I felt so bad. I mean, I jumped her ass for no reason. I just, I, I don't know. In my sleep state, I kind of uh, thought that she was, you know, upset with me that I was too tired to go get groceries. Totally not the case. I'm surprised I'm alive right now because if someone had woken up and uh, barked at me like that, whoo, I would have ripped out their spine and used it as a walking stick. Uh, but Cassie, she, um, she is the sweetest person. She's just... Uh, she's she's amazing she's so kind-hearted and so soft-hearted um sometimes too soft-hearted but she's (laughs) uh she's not a doormat you know i'm not saying that but she just um you know she's just one of those people she sees the good in everybody and uh it's just uh, amazing person way better way better person than i'll ever be so uh I i want to see this here fighter jet mistakenly ejects a passenger (laughs) <laughs> and what sounds like a scene from a bad comedy, a civilian being taken for a ride in a French fighter jet. A civilian was being taken for a ride? <laughs> I thought that this was like a co-pilot or something. Oh, my God. He was accidentally ejected as the plane took off. How are you accidentally ejected? An identified passenger, a man in his 60s, while well, he's never getting in a plane again. Accidentally wrenched his back when he fell to the runway, but his health is otherwise not a cause for concern. (laughs) (coughs) Says the French Air Force. Oh, God. 
It's still not clear what happened, but three separate investigations are underway per the aviationist. The pilot landed the plane safely after the bizarre mishap. Okay, so how did he accidentally get ejected? That's what I want to know. Skibbity bop bow. I, I don't see it. Um, this actually says, this is verbatim, I'm reading this. Maybe the pilot screwed up or maybe the seat malfunctioned on its own. Another possibility is that the civilian triggered the ejection accidentally, perhaps holding on to exactly the wrong part of the aircraft or ex- uh, while experimenting the thrill of takeoff. Well, not exactly the right of his life, was it? Man, that must have been terrifying. I bet old boys never get on <laughs> get on a plane again. Come on, France, get it together. <laughs> I have a great respect for uh, for the French. Um, I'm not kidding either. I really do. I have a, a huge amount of respect for the for the French. And uh, you guys are made fun of so much. Let's not give anybody any more ammunition, okay? <laughs> oh, that's that's terrible. Um, what else we got in the news here? Oh, yeah, buddy, bum. Bibbidi bop bow, bibbidi bop bow, skibbidi bop. Magic Johnson's son. That's his son? Have you seen Magic Johnson's son? Now, I'm not making fun. But um, looking at a photograph of Magic Johnson's son, you would swear it was Magic Johnson's daughter. Uh, He's addressing gender identity. That's all I'm going to say. Um... He came out as gay in 2013. I mean, I don't really care. But I was really taken aback. Uh, I, I, I swear I thought it was a woman. Uh, maybe he's, you know, he's uh, he's obviously, uh, you know, transgender now. <clears throat> Man, that's... Uh, uh, sometimes I, I, I really want to say what I what's on my mind, but I, I don't care. I mean, this is my opinion. This is this is a show, right? I'm mostly, you know, I, I say a lot of things out of humor and comedy and stuff, but man, uh, we speak the truth here on No Disclosure also, right? I mean, I'm a Christian, dude. You know, I have morals. I have values and stuff. People are really confused, man. I mean, this is this is getting this is getting bad. Um, that's all I'm... It's just unfortunate. That's all I'm going to say. I mean, people nowadays are just... They're, they're so lost. They're so confused. They're... they're uh, it's it's getting weird. Um, <clears throat> let's see here. Woman tried to swallow seven bags of heroin while in custody. This is from Fox News. Whoa, she looks rough. Wow. <laughs> Whoo, Pennsylvania woman attempted to swallow seven bags of heroin. Tiffany Root, twenty nine. Okay, of uh, of uh, uh, what is this? Is it what city? Uh, Ephrata, Ephrata, PA. Afraid of Pennsylvania. Tiffany Root, 29. Look this up. Oh, boy. She's looking pretty rough, man. God, she scared the shit out of me. I thought it was something else. God. Whew. Taken into custody after officers discovered she had controlled substances and because of where some of the alleged drugs were, officers needed to take her to a hospital to retrieve them. Ah. <laughs> uh. Two guesses as to where she hid that stuff. Ew, was that the stuff that she ate? On the way to the hospital, police said Root attempted to swallow the bags, which were eventually recovered. Okay. Charged with seven counts of possession with intent to deliver a controlled substance, possession of drug paraphernalia. 
Tampering with physical evidence and operating a motor vehicle while privilege was suspended or revoked. Ooh, she's in trouble. Well, at least she didn't, you know, dig the other bags out that she was hiding. God knows where. Either way, probably not the most sanitary thing, huh? Especially judging from her photo. I'm glad she didn't eat those. Because that would have been just a little icky. Um, yeah, my uh, my condolences out to the officers who had to retrieve the other bags. Or, the, you know, the uh, hospital crew who had to retrieve the other bags. Um, I wouldn't touch this chick with a 10-foot cattle prod. <laughs> I think I need a tetanus shot just from looking at the photo. Uh, minutes after releases from jail, man breaks into cars and parking lot. Well, you're smart. Um, let's see. States with the highest rates of ob- obesity. I don't care. Adam Sandler is hosting Saturday Night Live, Saturday Night Live for the first time. That's actually kind of cool. Coffee. Which is kind of weird. You would think that Adam Sandler, I know he's a former cast member, but uh, you would think that Adam Sandler would have, um, Hosted SNL, you know, at least a couple of times already. Um, let's see. Woman's brain tumor symptoms were dismissed as headaches. Did she go to the same children's hospital that killed that other kid that thought her appendicitis was a gastric infection? I wonder if she went to the same hospital. What's going on, doctors? Get it together. Oh my God, woman has a brain tumor. He's like, no, you, I think you just have a headache. Ah, you just need to go home, take some time, and all three, you'll be all right. God, these are the happiest cities in the U.S. Guess what number one is? <laughs> number one, happy, happiest city in the entire U.S. I'm gonna give you one guess. You're only gonna need one. Just think about it. Do a little bit of mind searching, and you'll get it. I guarantee it. San Francisco is the number one happiest city in the entire United States. And I can tell you why. (laughs) I've never really met a really moody gay person. And I think (laughs) they're always so nice. You know, they're like the sweetest people in the world. Uh, You know, they're always so bubbly and happy and stuff, or especially gay men. And uh, I I know why they're always so happy all the time is because in a lot of places, they're not legally able to marry. You know, that's why they're so freaking happy all the time. I think that gay people should be allowed. I I believe in gay marriage. I believe that gay people should be allowed to be married just so they could suffer like the rest of us. And that's the only reason. I have no other, you know, I have no ideological or moral things, you know, behind it. Um, I just think that they should be allowed to marry because, you know, we're not the only ones that should have to suffer. Uh, so <laughs> maybe they won't be so happy all the time. Um, Obama makes a joke. Michelle would leave me if I ran for president again. <laughs> I love Barack Obama, man. I really do. Um, you know, just his personality, his sense of humor. He's a really funny dude, really self-aware and fantastic sense of humor. Uh, he's just, he, he's a very lively individual. Uh, well, what time are we at? One thirty-one. Oh wait, we're uh, about thirty minutes. Okay. Well, this is episode ten, right? This is a special episode. Let's just keep it going. Let's keep it going until our fanciness wears out, or until I run out of uh, news articles, or until I have to poop. Let's just, okay. Tell you what, with this being a special tenth episode, let's uh, let's just keep going until I have to go poop. 
which um, I'm drinking coffee, and I poop constantly anyway. Cassie can tell you that. So, you know, we won't be going on terribly long. We'll just make that the, uh, the stopping point for the special episode 10 thing. Instead of having, you know, our regular time limit, uh, we'll just stop when I, you know, when I have to go poop poop. When I have to go boom boom. When I have to make some nay nay. Uh, let's see here. If any of you hear banging and stuff around, it's my piece of shit neighbors that live below me that are obviously training like an elephant down there or something. Man, these people are a trip, dude. They argue and fight. I'm talking like fist fight, going nuts like all freaking night. And then their their kid comes up to me the other the other day, comes up to my apartment and just says, "Hey, could you quit playing the drums all night? My little sister's trying to sleep." And I'm like, "Yeah, as soon as your parents stop smoking weed so bad, I get contact high walking through the freaking apartment hallway and quit, you know, yelling and beating the shit out of each other all night. Then I'll quit playing." I slam the door in his face. <laughs> they are the by far the worst neighbors I've ever had in my life. Um so yeah, that's why they get to. Uh, that's why they have the privilege of listening to uh, my drums at three in the morning, and it ain't gonna stop. <laughs> um, yeah, word of advice for all of you who live in apartments: um, don't screw with your neighbors because one of them may be a drummer. Um, you know, I'm slowly driving those people downstairs insane, and. <laughs> Uh, yeah, they. I bet they're regretting messing with me. Uh, so let's see what we got here. Horoscope, so accurate, they're scary. Oh, Bill and Ted 3. Woo, yeah, Bill and Ted 3, man. I am so... I am so excited about Bill and Ted 3. Hell yeah. Oh, man, I can't wait for this movie to come out. Oh, it's awesome. I don't care if it's... Bill and Ted sitting around taking a dump for an hour and a half, you know, or, or just, you know, what, both of them sitting reading the freaking newspaper and that's it. It's Bill and Ted 3, man. I'm going. I'm going to enjoy it. I don't care if it's a piece of crap. Bill and Ted 3. That's all I got to say. Greatest. That's going to be the greatest release ever. I cannot wait till the movie comes out. When, uh, you know, when both the guys made that uh, that video, you know, here recently, I was just, I was so happy, man. It's It's awesome. Uh, I just saw a picture of Bill and Ted 3, and my heart went piddly pat, piddly pat, piddly pat. Cakes and pies, cakes and pies. That instantly made me happy. It really did. Oh, I can't wait to see that movie. Uh, let's see what else we got. Skibbity bop bow. And we may have to end here pretty soon because I'm, uh, I'm starting to prairie dog a little bit. If none of you know what that means, um... The, the poop is starting to cre- creep up you know i'm I, i'm i'm getting the the urge to uh to go boom boom it's slowly creeping up i can last a few minutes longer i'm not to the point where i have to like you know start squirming and pinching you know but i you know i am currently like prairie dogging a little bit and you know if in, none of you know that expression you know how a prairie dog kind of lifts its head in and out of the hole you know yeah that's what i'm talking about <clears throat> so um I might have to cut that part out. <laughs> There's some things even I won't say on this show. Ah, screw it. Uh, what else we got? Shazam grows to 44 million in three days. Um, Shazam. Do I really have a desire to go see Shazam? No. <laughs> ah, Cassie loves superhero movies. 
I don't object to superhero movies. I like them just as much as the next guy. Infinity War was amazing. Thor Ragnarok was amazing. The, these are the ones I've most recently seen. Wonder Woman was fantastic. Aquaman was okay. <laughs> but um, I, I'm, I'm getting kind of burned out on the superhero movies, uh, mostly because we go to them all the time, and I don't say anything because Cassie's a big fan of them. And a lot of the ones that she's dragged me to, especially the Guardians of the Galaxy films, a lot of the ones that she's dragged me to I, I just thought were fantastic. Um, but I'm just, uh, I'm kind of burned out. <laughs> uh, I just, I just want to see some more grown up movies for a while. Uh, not that these are grown up movies, but you know what I mean. Uh, Shazam. It's kind of funny. There are so many superhero movies out. They're doing these really weird, obscure superheroes now. <laughs> They're kind of running out, you know, it's, it's Shazam really. Yes. I, I, I mean, it looks cool. It looks entertaining and everything, but what you really need to go see which I just saw the trailer for yesterday, is Joaquin Phoenix playing the Joker. Okay? I will stand by this. Joaquin Phoenix is the greatest actor of his entire generation. If you don't think so, watch any of his movies at any era. He will prove you wrong at any turn, any given point. Joaquin Phoenix is a tremendously gifted actor. He's Marlon Brando reborn, in my opinion. He's just fantastic. Um, I thought he'd completely lost his mind, you know, after that uh, David Letterman incident, which turned out to be, you know, um, uh, more of a publicity stunt for, uh, you know, a movie that he was doing, which wasn't really so well received. It's kind of kooky, um, which I, I didn't really enjoy that movie, honestly. But um, the movie he made when he came back, Her, dude, go see that movie, Her. It has, that's what's called, Her. Uh, or is it, yeah, it's Her. Oh Jesus! I'm an idiot. Um, it, it's a great movie. Who else? Uh, Joaquin, you piece of crap, stupid phone. Joaquin Phoenix, Scarlett Johansson. She was in it too. I'm looking at what the movie was called. I think it was called She. Her. I was right. Yeah, her. It's it's an amazing movie. It's like an alternate future kind of science fictiony movie where this guy. Um, you know, way years in the future, or you know, like a uh, present day, but alternate, you know, kind of, kind of universe. He, um, he falls in love with an operating system, and there's a new operating system that comes out that's uh, almost indiscernible from a human being. An operating system that actually has feelings and learns and all this stuff. Really advanced AI. And um, him and the operating system uh, end up falling in love with each other. It's a fantastic movie. It is great. Go see it. Um, but you know, you don't need to watch that movie for, um, uh, you know, walking Phoenix to prove to you just how amazing an actor he is. If you want to go see a superhero movie, uh, I bet, I, I, I bet Shazam is great, but what you really need to go see, I'm telling you, not just based on the trailer, it's freaking walking Phoenix and, you know, possibly the greatest villain, not just in comic book history, but fictional history as a whole. Um, one of the deepest, most intriguing most enigmatic and uh, villains that has ever, ever, ever been created in the realm of fiction. And Joaquin Phoenix is playing him. Screw Jared Leto. <laughs> Screw Suicide Squad. Jared Leto did a terrible job. I don't care what you think. Suicide Squad is, uh, it was a cash cow. Absolutely terrible movie. You want to see real acting. Joaquin Phoenix playing the Joker. That's what you want to see. I cannot wait until that movie comes out. Uh, because every time I think, you know, it, there have been times where I'm like, Joaquin Phoenix is in that? Uh, I don't know. I don't know if he's a good fit for that. 
but he proves me he proves me wrong every time and he's 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 amazing so this time around I'm going to totally embrace it. You know, it's like he's playing the Joker. Awesome. I know he's going to nail it. And the trailer is scary as hell. It looks awesome. Oh, man. that Yeah, that's going to be a really good one. Um, Let's see. The Bengals release Mark Walton after his third arrest. Ah, you guys in the NFL, man. I know you got your money and you got your cars and you got your babes and you got your notoriety and you got your power and your influence and your uh, and your paycheck and your impeccably chiseled bodies. Yes. But uh, quit getting arrested. <laughs> you guys, I know football is not, not the easiest job in the world, but you guys are getting... Uh, more than well compensated for what you do. Stay the hell out of jail. What are the football stars, man? Avengers Endgame. I can't wait to see that. So, um, is it? I can't find any information on it. Um, let's ask Google here. How how long is the Avengers Endgame? The running time of Avengers Endgame is three hours two minutes. Three hours and two minutes. Yeah, I heard about that. That it's uh, quite a lengthy film. Is is it going to have an intermission? <laughs> That's all I want to know because I don't want to miss, you know, anything. I mean, uh, um, Infinity War was awesome. It was awesome. And uh, have you guys ever been on that website? I don't know if it's still up, but you go on this website and find out that if you were killed when uh, Thanos snapped his fingers, I lived, by the way. <laughs> I found out that uh, I was actually spared. But yeah, th that was really cool. You could go on this website and find out that if you were, you know, uh, one of the population that got, uh, uh, you know, killed by Thanos' uh, gauntlet, you know, when he snapped his fingers, I lived. Cassie died. <laughs> um, but three hours and two minutes. Alfred Hitchcock once said that the length of a movie should be entirely dependent on the uh on the uh what did he say should be entirely dependent on the uh endurance of the human bladder <laughs> so uh, oh man are they doing an intermission with this let's see it comes out april 26th will the avengers endgame have an intermission Um, okay, Google, shut up. I know it's going to be a three-hour bladder buster, but will it have an intermission? I don't see it. Um, Avengers Endgame directors address runtime intermission rumor. This was just posted February 8th, so this may have changed, but let's look it up anyway. Uh, CBR.com. The Avengers Infinity War clocked in 156 minutes. Directors Joe and Anthony Rosa repeatedly asserted that Endgame would be 180 minutes. Blah, 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 blah. I don't care. I just want to see if there's an intermission. Uh, I think the studio is down with whatever the best story is. <sighs> I just want to know if I can get up to go pee-pee. Um... They've joked about it in the production room. At this time, though, there aren't plans for one. What? You want people to sit there for three and a half hours without an intermission? Man, people got to go boom, boom. People got to make nay-nay. What are you guys thinking? Oh, my God. You going to people to sit there that long? Man, people are going to be peeing in cups, man. Be walking into Avengers Endgame with a freaking colostomy bag. 
That'd be great. Like, hey, Billy, what movie did you go see? Well, I went to go see Avengers Endgame. Give me a minute. I need to be in the bathroom. Need to empty out the 12 Mountain Dew bottles I had to bring with me. The camelback I needed, the pillow, you know, all that stuff. Crazy. I can't wait to see it, though. It's going to be awesome. Please put an intermission in this film. Please. It's just one of my pet peeves. I don't know why it bugs me so much, but when people get up in the middle of the, the movie, even if they have to go to the bathroom... It still bugs me. I'm sociopathic, okay? it's I really am. Um, you know, like, I should be diagnosed sociopathic. My therapist actually called me a borderline sociopath. It's hard for me to empathize, you know, with other people and why they do certain things. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm dead serious, too. That isn't a joke. I, I am a complete sociopath. But, uh, you know, it's just hard for me sometimes to empathize with, you know, people's feelings and why they do certain things. Um, so for people like me, <laughs> Let's cater to the sociopaths in society, huh? Put in an intermission so everybody can go wait in line in the movie for 10 hours and still make it back late for the film. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's probably why they're not doing an intermission, right? It's because if you do one, give everybody a chance, um, you know, to go poo-poo and, you know, to, to crap out the, uh, you know, 700 liters of uh, movie theater butter that they just drank. The bladder busters that they give you at the theater. You know, those massive uh, vats of Coca-Cola. You're going to be waiting in the line for so long. By the time you get back, the movie have already been going anyway. Might as well not have an intermission. <laughs> That's a long movie. So anyway, guys, um, I am at that point now. Um, I've got to go poop. So... <laughs> i'll catch you later uh episode 10 man awesome can't believe we've made it here so uh yeah i'll catch you guys later on episode 11 do me a favor friends since this episode is sponsored by uh one of the uh awesome awesome uh, underground metal bands out there salvaged Go check out some of our stuff. Look us up on Facebook, Salvaged Music Group. Also go to uh, salvagedmusic.com, all one word. Check us out. Go on here on YouTube. Listen to No Disclosure. I'm the drummer for the band, right? Listen to my stuff too. <laughs> but anyway, guys, I'll catch you later. Uh, I love you very much. Be fancy. And uh, yeah, we'll catch you on the flip-flop. On the flippity-flop. Ooh, God, I really do have to go poop. Ain't you know it's the face of Mia? No disclosure, business miss. Confiscated, ever did. No smoking gun. I've been 